The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. Just having them on, but I'm excited, everybody. I want to introduce you guys to my guy, Freddie Booster. What up, what up, what's good, man? How are you? Hey, gentle beast, gentle beast. Dude, you are that gentle beast, man. How are you, dude? I finally got you on the show, bro. I'm really good. I'm really good. I, 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 I'm a busy man, and I say busy. Uh, in the in the best possible way, my kids they keep me they keep me they keep me young. Dude, they do. How many children do you have now? Four. Four. What are the ages? Four. Ten, eight, uh, two, and one. But the, the two year old, she she acts like she's like a, a fifteen year old. Oh my gosh! I remember when I lived. Yeah. I remember Dinah. That's right. He is a gentle beast. I remember <laughs> when. I remember when I lived with you, you only had two children, yo. And now yes. you have more. That is that is that is intense. How how did that happen? How did that happen? Well, um, we, I think it's called sexual interplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so gosh. Honestly, so honestly, God is so God is so cool. Like I I I came from a large family. Right. Um, but my wife, she never wanted kids. She would she would tell me all the time, and I didn't I didn't realize she I thought she was joking. She wanted to have a family of dogs, like she she really just wanted to have dogs, dogs, and yeah, and and you know we had a dog at the time, but it started with one. It started with our firstborn, and then it really felt like God used that that boy to really melt my wife's heart because from then it was just always her choice. Mm. It was her decision, you know, and and I was always open. I'm I'm always open to whatever whatever guy wants to bring our way right but like it really was just like okay well we got two now it'd be it'd be kind of a a bad thing to wait on this let's get three and then the third one we thought was going to be a boy so when the when, when oh. <laughs> go ahead get in trouble pay we're the bitches we're, 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 we're in the hospital and in my heart man like i'm like we have a boy like, this is a boy and the nurse looks over to us and says, you have a girl. And Rebecca breaks out in laughter. And I'm like crushed on the inside. <laughs> and she breaks out in laughter. And she says, well, I guess we're having a fort. Oh my gosh. Like I didn't, I didn't want to look at her. I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to speak. I didn't want to, it was rough. But, but yeah, we were blessed after that. Like I can't imagine life without the fort. Little, little, little Emmeline. She's our peace baby. That's dope, man. I... We have three. My wife looked at me after that third one said, brother, don't think about touching me <laughs> until you get yourself fixed. So yeah. right after we had the third kid, uh, Jackie was like, yo, bro. So she she when well, she had a C-section. She's like, while I'm healing, you can be going to go get snipped and we can heal at the same time and we can meet up later when we both healed up. <laughs> so that's that's how that happens. So, you know, we have Caleb, Caden and Araya and five year old, four year old and two year old man. And so yeah. for many of you guys who don't know, um, when Jackie and I first got married. Um, uh, Freddie and his wife, Rebecca, said, hey, come live with us. You don't have to pay rent. Just save up money so that you guys can have a financial future. It was a total yeah. gift from God. It came out of the blue. Um, and in the neighborhood, because when we got married, we pretty much didn't have anything anyway. We were living in this neighborhood. And one day we drove, we pulled up and this there was a drive-by shooting, like right next door, like essentially right next door. And I was the guy who got shot was a black dude. And I was the only other black dude in the entire neighborhood. So Jackie was like, uh, yeah, we're getting out of here. And it was, it was, it, you know, they were shot that day. And Fred and Rebecca asked us to move in or offered us to move in like the day before or a week before. And we were just like, Okay. All right. We out of here. Yeah. So I remember packing up our stuff, man. And I remember the conversations and seeing you. And I miss our, like, our, late, our late night conversations, man. 
our, uh, our um, well, what do we call it? Our second dinner. Our second dinner, dude. <laughs> that's probably where I gained. Yeah. That's probably where I started gaining all that weight, dude. We had all those Gene and Jew hot dogs, man, and it was, yeah. dude. But I remember seeing you with your kids. Your kids. So your first, your son was very kind of soft, kind of soft spoken like you, but not weak at all. He had this quiet strength about him. On the other hand, your daughter at the time was a firecracker. Like she was like, like, you know, and you know, the way I grew up, you know, we, you know, my, my mom, she hit first and spoke later, you know, no offense to anybody out there, but that's just, you know, many of us, we got that testimony, yo, like it, it was, you know, children were to be seen, uh, seen and not heard and sometimes not seen. Um, and I remember watching you with her, um, and you taught me some valuable lessons about, parenting um i didn't i never saw you just kind of lash out i never saw you in your frustration where you're because you've been working from home a long time anyway so i never saw you lash out man so um and i saw you deal with your children in a way that was really unorthodox and so i i really want uh, you to share your thoughts about what is our roles as fathers to our what are, what are our roles as fathers to our children? Man, this is big. <laughs> this is this is a really big. Well, topic. we in the right place for yeah. it, bro. So I guess so. Let me let me start off by saying, uh, just because I don't choke my kids, <laughs> like that's not the first time I do it. Like that's not my first inclination. Doesn't mean I don't. Man, I get angry. I get frustrated and I, and I have, and I have spanked my kids. Like there's a time sometimes where, where a, a certain level of discipline has to take place. Okay. You're not realizing this. I might have to edit that part out. Okay. But no, <laughs> oh, go ahead. But, 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 um, all that to say, like, I'm not, I'm not like this perfect dad that doesn't, you know, get mad. And like, I, uh, I, uh, you know, 1990 sitcom, my way out of like, you know, discipline, my, disciplining my kids out of anger. Like I get angry. Um, but I think over the years, especially like, I feel like I, 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 I asked myself this question, how would, how would the father in heaven treat me? Right. Mm. If I was, if I was being a brat with, with my father in heaven, immediately choke me <laughs> would he would he would he cut me off would he you know play play the silent treatment i don't i don't think he would and if 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 god is that gentle that patient that kind to me right scripture says is his kindness that leads us to repentance like i i'm, I'm learning mm. this man if 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 i can control myself just enough to not slap my kid in the mouth, right? Right across the face. If I can just control it just in this moment and maybe maybe not lash out in my immediate flesh reaction and be like, okay, well, what are you really trying to get at? You're, 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 you're hungry. I realize a lot of times my kids, they are upset because there's a, there's a need mm-hmm. and I'm not addressing the need. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me take a pause here. What's the need? My kid is really, really angry right now because they're hungry. Okay, let me just, let me go get you a banana, right? And let me hold you for a little bit while you eat that banana. And then, and then you're, and then you're pleasant. <laughs> and then my child isn't a monster anymore, right? So honestly, my, my, I really benefited in my approach. I, I came from a background where, where my, my, my parents would, would hit us with a belt, right? Where they would do those kind of things. And I'm, I'm the fifth, no, I'm the fifth one and, and six kids. So I, I had the tired parents who by, by me, I heard the stories of like, oh, you're lucky you, you would have got, you would have, you would have got hit with a hanger. Right. <laughs> I, got, I got the occasional like physical discipline. Um, I benefited from a wife who, uh, she went to, she was going to school for a uh, childhood. What is it? Development, early education. Early education. Gotcha. Yeah. And that really, man, that that really blessed our our lives man our marriage and our like just the way we we treat our kids it opened up this whole like understanding of like 
man, children are humans. Children are just little humans trying to figure out the world, right? And sometimes they don't have the words mm. to express how they feel. And, and they're immediate, you know, the, the way we would react, but we have words. They, that's how they're reacting. You know, as you, as you say that, and I don't mean to cut you off, but as you say yeah. that, I think because, you know, we're, here we deal with men all the time. I think that's just like men. Oftentimes what happens yeah. when yeah. we don't have the words or the emotional uh, intelligence or the emotional capacity to express what we feel, then we act crazy. Then yep. the first thing we result to is anger. I never made that to see. This is why I have him on, guys. Yo, this is like the Latin, the the, uh, the Hispanic Dr. Phil. So if y'all have questions, like I need you guys to, uh, Jackie is clapping. Like, so, you know, and that, that's a powerful because as men, sometimes we've not been, I guess because the way we've been raised up or we've been raised by our parents, um, we haven't been given the, the, the capacity to develop ourselves, to fully develop emotionally, to explain yeah. how we are. And so when we angry, we shut, or when we feel some type of way, we shut down or we try to hide because we, you know, our defense mechanisms go up because we really can't express what we're feeling, how we're feeling. Yeah. So like children, we act like monsters. Yeah. Yikes. You just, dropped so. a, you just dropped a bomb, Freddie. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I was just sharing. I was just sharing my life. You just dropped a bomb, dude. Like, I'm. I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about my own life, and I'm just like, wow, you were acting like a monster because you didn't feel heard, or yeah. you didn't have the language, or you were afraid to say this. Me and my wife just had this doggone conversation last, like yesterday. So I'm. I, I just had this conversation. <laughs> so I'm like, You're not alone, dude. Uh, it's like, so what's wrong with you? We're like, I, no, no, no. She said. She said this. She says. Are you okay? Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. I'm right here. I'm right here. There we go. The feed went out. Yeah. Dude, that's, 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 that's intense, man. I, um, Oh, this is why I love talking to you, Freddie. I'm going to be dealing with that one for a minute. But, dude, so I because of you, I blame you. I now, uh, everybody know I'm African-American. And uh, I get blamed, man. I get blamed for raising my kids like a white parent. No offense to anybody out there. Um, my family tends to tell me that my kids... Um, are spoiled and that yeah. they um and actually I hope Dinah is on because Dinah and her mother you know we spent a lot of time with them um their mother her mother said to me one time she's like Robert their kids are only kids once and once they're exactly. once they're once they're not children anymore it's over like yeah. it, it's over and you never get that time back so you might as well make the most of it and I remember her saying to me and I could see her she was cooking at the time she's like you those are your kids and nobody can tell you how to raise your kids God gave you those kids like I I can you know he said he could have given them to anybody else but he gave them to you to steward over them to make sure that they're well and so um I often Dinah I hope you heard that um but I, I often get blamed because people say Robert your kids haven't you know they have an opinion. <laughs> like your kids, I grew like as I've started raising my children, I never like I've seen fathers crush their kids, break their spirits in order to prove their dominance yeah. or their authority. And I don't think authority is dictatorship. I agree. I don't think it's dictatorship. Um, living with you, I've you know, and I'm I haven't mastered it a hundred percent because there's still a little Negro in me, to be honest. Uh, but uh, but at this, you know, because my kids do take me there. But my one of my friends said the other day, a few weeks ago, he said, "Robert, I love your kids." I said, "Why?" He said, "Because." Your he said your kids are what I wish I knew how to, you essentially your kids are like what I wish my kids were, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking like why he said because your kids have opinions, your kids you know have personality, and I think personalities are God given and it's my job to help foster and direct that and not crush it. Definitely, 
Definitely. So, so my wife and I were the youth pastors at our church. Right. And we've done youth ministry. We entered into um, a relationship with Jesus through youth ministry. So I feel like our entire life has been this relationship walking with youth ministry, youth, young people. And, and uh, I've had the benefit of always being able to see that young people, that youth, that God loves them and God sees something in them that's very special. And it's like how you said you're with, with your with your child, how 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 Diana and them were saying, it's it's our it's our it's our privilege to steward that and pull that out of our very own children. And so I'm 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 right there with you, man. Like it's not just it's not just oh now I got this responsibility. It's like no God, like how how do we how do, how do we elevate whatever you have given them, what, whoever they are? Like, God, you want you you want to you want to household the prophets? Okay, what what do we got to do to raise up and bring that out of them? And there's there, there's a certain level of okay, like I don't I don't want to fail at that. I want to honor you, God, with this. But it's like with the Holy Spirit, it's not really just us doing it. So it's it's, it's just like co-laboring, right? It's co-laboring of like doing it together that is exciting, but man, they're just little people. They're just, they're just little people trying to figure out the world. How do we, how do we give them the tools to do that? You don't, I grew up in a house where, where my mom would, and I love my mom. Like I love my mom. I love my dad. Right. I grew up in a house where, uh, if, if I was ever sick or I was ever like at home, or it was like a holiday. My mom put on her shows, right? Her shows were on. And a lot of times her shows were, not necessarily appropriate for, for, for a five, six, eight year old. Right. And if you know anything about like, uh, Univision, Tele, Telemundo, like, especially back in the day, like there'd be some very inappropriate stuff. Like these are the things that I was watching. Okay. How do I, how do I take this time to be intentional with them to, if I'm going to have the TV on, let me put something on that's going to grow them and challenge them. Like, let's discuss it. Okay. Son, what do you like about this show? Mm. And and about why why are you laughing at that? Like, well, why'd you why? Like, they want to talk about these things, and then that's how you develop the personality. It just comes naturally through relationship. Yeah, right. Just naturally happens. Dude, I feel like this is oh, this is definitely a webinar. Like, I'm learning so much (laughs) talking from you. Um, so one thing that you that you kind of alluded to, but you didn't say it. It's funny how you talk about parenting or fatherhood as an assignment. And I think as an, and not just an assignment, but a divine assignment. Yeah. Um, because I think, especially in the Christian world, especially amongst Christian leaders who are most of the time men, um, we look at preaching as an assignment. We look at serving as assignment. We look at counting money as an assignment. We look at our job as something that we have to do because we're given assignments and we don't want to fail. But I wonder how many men really look at their children as a divine assignment that God has given them, that the divine has given them um, to nurture and to grow not just discipline. And I think oftentimes, like many of us, um, I have I had a stepfather who was uh, a hard worker, but emotionally not there, like just yeah. just not there. And he and so many times for men who grew who didn't grow up with fathers, we kind of have to accept apologies that we never got. We have to learn how to become what we never saw before, um, especially those who may have had fathers who were, uh, you know, who abused substance uh, substances or whatever. You know, now we're trying to come up and we're trying to have create a healthy that, you know, a healthy parenting environment for our, or a healthy family environment for our children. Yeah. And we still have to process through all of our junk. And uh, I think one of the issues or one of the challenges that I had to work through, Freddie, was realizing, uh, some, and I'll admit this, and I know this is going to sound petty and horrible, but I was actually jealous of my kids at one time. I was really, and I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say that, but I was really jealous of my kids because I said one day, I said, man, I will never know or I will never get this type of love and support 
that I give my kids. It's too late for me. And I had to learn how to depend on the Lord and recognize God as my father. And it's crazy how you said, how does he deal with you? He gives me grace. Now, you know, there's there are those times where he's like, all right, Rob, like, okay, you heard me like, all right, dude. Like, but then there are those times where where I come to him and I can cry and he's right there. He knows the number of hairs on my head. Yeah. He know, like, come on, dude. Like, like, like how intimate, um, like how if we looked at our children as assignments, as as divine assignments, how do you like what what do you how do you think that would change the landscape of what fathering parenting in general looks like? You know, I think all of us were made a relationship. Mm. It's in the Trinity, right? I think it's been modeled like we were made for relationship. And, you know, we see it in women who they don't get the love from their dads. They go, they try to find it somewhat, right? The same thing with their sons. Like, well, we're not exempt. If if I'm not getting that type of connection with with my, my dad, I'm gonna find it somewhere else. And that's why you see a lot of these kids getting involved in gangs. They might be in a crew, right? And it might be like a house party dance crew. Like it's, it's a gang, right? It, you find it wherever you can get it. And I think that if, if we just, if it started in the homes, if, and, and, and let's be, let's, let's start with Christians, right? If, if Christian men saw their children, the way the father sees us as precious and something to be like, to, to be, to be loved on. And we, and, and you know, you, you shared, like you felt, you felt jealous, like, man, I, I, I understand that. I get it. And I think that's our entire pursuit of, of relationship with Jesus, with God. It's how do you, be, how do you, how do you, how do you live this identity of a child of God? How do you live this? Like, you, you still want me in my field. You still want me like you, but like, I keep messing up. It's that, that, that allows us to be uh, humble and gentle with our kids. Like if God's like that with us, man, I, how, why wouldn't I extend that to my kid? Yeah. You know, why wouldn't I be like that? And I think if we were to, if we were to do that with our families, I don't think, I don't think our cities would be as broken. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, like there's, I live in Maywood, Illinois, and there's this talk right now, there's ongoing talk of the violence here. And to be honest with you, a lot of the violence is happening kitty corner from me. Like I literally yeah. see, I see it. And I believe that that there's a spiritual realm. I believe that my prayers are shaking hell, right? I walk, I walk my land and I, and I pray pretty much every day. I walk, I walk and I'm praying, but I, I, I see, I see these things. And there's this conversation right now of like, what are we going to do? What do we do? And I think, man, if we were just to start in our homes, if we were just to love on our kids, if we were to, to, to lead them with action and, and that my wife would always say, I'm very passionate about my work. I'm, I'm a creative. I, I, and for, for more than 10 years, I've, I freelance. I've done work from home. Um, and I'm, I'm like the type of dude that gets stuff done, right? You need something? Okay, I'm going to get it done. And it's going to be 100%. It's going to be awesome. She would feel like I wasn't a priority, like the family wasn't a priority. When, when that finally clicked for me of like, man, I need to put that kind of passion into my relationships. I was made for relationships. I started seeing things shifting. I started seeing my, my, I don't know. It just, it does something to people when, when they feel like they're important. Right. Mm. And if our kids would feel like they're just as, or more, not even just as, that they're more important than getting likes on Instagram or wow. uh, you know, getting people to watch your live stream. Like if, if that was, if that was the case, then I think things, I think, I think our streets would be different. You know, I really believe that. Wow. Freddie. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Freddie, you just dropped that bomb. Another one. Freddie. Yeah. So one thing, since you took it there, a lot of the oh, guys. Oh, I took it. oh, you did take it. Yeah, you took it there. <laughs> one of those, one of those, uh, 
when we look at all the violence in our neighborhoods, I am a firm believer. Yeah. One of the reasons why I started doing men's work, one, because the Lord told me to, two, because I realized that broken men create broken communities. Yep. And what's up, John? I see you. Yo, great author, man. I'm sure you links to your books. But um, he has a book called Eight Conversations You Should Have With Your Son. Eight Conversations, whatever. So they're good. I want you to share it in the links, um, bro. Um, a lot of the conversation, a lot of the dialogue, um, or a lot of the men that we do see, or the boys that we do see um, at uh, doing a lot of the violence in our communities are boys who tend not to have fathers and they're and they're or they're young men who are trying to navigate the world looking for a place um where they can belong um and the truth is oftentimes they are fathers or they are going to be fathers one day and the cycle repeats itself so freddie how do we heal the broken men in our societies that break that perpetuate the brokenness of the world and how do we keep from having more broken children man (laughs) i'm a firm believer i'm making sure i'm recording this yeah go ahead go ahead i'm a firm i'm a firm believer that that God desires wholeness and Jesus died on the cross to make us whole. And I'm talking about like Shalom. I'm talking about like peace greater than just like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't have issues. It's like, no, the way you should be. And I think that, um, things like this, your whole, I am man, dadding, like, giving people an outlet to to share about their story it it broke me when my wife this morning says what's wrong she gave me an outlet to share about myself and i could have held that in i had been holding it i've been this whole week like i had these moments i'm like keep butting heads and i and i and 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 i get these opportunities with god where i'm like okay god like oh i'm so angry and he and he'll be like so just tell me what's wrong he knows what's wrong god knows what's wrong but you need to process and giving people an opportunity to process and giving people in a, 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 a tools and, and, and words for what they're feeling and in a safe place to share themselves where they don't feel like they're going to get judged. Like I, 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 I deal with youth and we have our youth, but then we have these youth that we're, we're throwing these larger nets to try to like, you know, reach out to and try to share the love of God and, and, and who God is right. Jesus. And, and there's a difference between the youth that you've been, you know, walking and discipling versus these rough youth that they don't, they don't, they don't get a hug. They don't get hugs. Right. Yeah. It, I, I have one youth that we, we were, we were able to, to evangelize him and gave his life to Christ. And he told me that, um, I asked him, do you know, where, do you know where you're, where, you know, does your mom know where you're at? He's like, my mom, my mom doesn't care. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, I could be gone for a month and they wouldn't, she wouldn't even know. And so giving people like that an opportunity to share who they are and, 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 and reminding them of the love of God. Why did he die? He died for you. Like where you're at right now, that it, it, it begins with, with, with vulnerability and, and safety, being able to share of yourself. And again, like I, I really commend you for, for honoring what God put on your heart to do this. Cause I feel like stuff like this is very, very necessary. Stuff like this, it's like a, it's like a knife to, to, to divide the, the dead flesh off the body that, so, so they could properly heal. That's what this is like. So I would say, I mean, I guess maybe that, that that's, that's my answer. I think that's a good answer. I think to add on to your answer, I think number one, we need, if I was going to go some more, a little bit more practical, I think yeah. we need healthy community um, and we need places in communities where young men can come into, uh, my mentor calls it um, uh, uh, 
uh, environment of definition where men can undress and when or take off the weight of the world and learn how to process through um, their challenges and they can be told who they are. One of the reasons why I started even doing men's work is because, dude, I started I worked at Triton College and I oversaw a men's mentorship program. And I realized that a lot of the problems that a lot of these young men were having were rooted in they didn't even know what it meant to be a man. And the definitions of what it, that they had were often broken or from people who were not men. And and that's no slight on single mothers or anything, but it created an unhealthy they had a broken, flawed foundation. Which, Identity crisis. Exactly. And I think we have to create um, environments where people, where men, um, regardless of their uh, their age, their uh, race, um, cultural background, that they can uh, have spaces where they can begin their journey to authentic manhood. Eric Gonzalez said this, coming from a Latino family, my father and I never had deep conversations. And now I find it extremely difficult to have the same conversations I needed and need with my own son. Freddie, how can Eric... Um, how can he solve? How can he start having these? What are some steps to have some of these much needed conversations? Um, maybe hmm. I would, I would, I would take the opportunity. I don't know, Eric, if you're a writer, but I find it very, very uh, helping for me to put my my. I always have a lot of thoughts in my mind to put my thoughts to paper and make a list. Maybe you can write out the very conversations that you're saying are difficult to have and maybe start with what would you have told yourself if you had, if you have, if you, if you were talking to your dad now, what kind of conversation would you like to have with your dad? What would you hope that he would mm. approach you with? Like there's some, there's some conversations about I've had to have with my son as well. And I felt kind of ill-equipped myself. My dad was a very, very hard worker. He loved his family. But he had he had a rough childhood. He had seen some stuff. And I remember we would I would poke and prod a bit and it would always end up with him in tears. Strong man. Very difficult to watch my dad break, you know, very stoic man to break into tears. And I felt like it was really hard to go deep with my dad for that very reason. And so I don't know if that if that's something you relate to, but I, w- I would say what would you like to hear? What, 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 what would have, have equipped you? I remember I was in a cycle in my high school years of, of trying, to, trying to find myself. Like um, I dealt with these ideas from other men telling me, like, if you're a real man, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have sex with girls. You're going you're gonna, to you know, kick it to as many girls as you want. But I didn't have any inclination to ever want to do that. So I, I ran through this, this, this series of in my life where I'm like, man, in order to be a real man, I have to like, I have to go after girls. Like, okay, I have to do that. And it got me into some trouble. Thankfully, my wife was the only person I ever slept with, but it got me into trouble. And in those days, I really wish my dad would have just stepped in and said, son, you're grounded. This is why it's wrong. And if I were to have that conversation with my son, I would, I would approach him with that very same mentality of, man, I've been through this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that shame me. I'm gonna use that shame to bring to bring you uh, 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 forward, right? And that's gonna be my scaffolding for my son, rather than it being, you know, a grave. Yeah, that's good. I think I would add on to uh, what Freddie said, Eric, is that um, when you were uh, when you you know how it made you feel in spaces where you needed the direction and the and the words of your father and the deficit that that caused in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit. Um, Fathers bring definition to sons' lives, to children's lives. They they give a base, they give a foundation. And when that voice is missing, there's cracks in that. And you know some of the things that you had to figure out on your own because there were certain things that your father wouldn't say, couldn't say, didn't say. So I want you to think about what that did to you and how it affected you 
and start, like Freddie said, write it down. And from there, let your pain or the lack of support, the lack of direction, instruction, be the fuel that thrusts you to make sure that you can have the conversation with your children that you need to have to ensure that your ceiling would be their floor, to make sure that they have the tools and the resources that they need in order to be the best versions of themselves, regardless of how hard those conversations are. Eric, John Martin, I love this guy. I actually had him on my show when I first started. Um, He's blown up. He's famous now. But I want to have him back on. He has a book called Eight Conversations, and he has like a series of books. He said this, Eric, conversations are the foundation to empowerment. I would suggest that you go into these conversations on a level playing field, but open-minded and learn from your son. Ask questions and let him speak. The best thing we can do is to listen and he will show you how to talk to him. That's good. That's why he's the expert. John, that is why you're the expert. That is that. Just there we go. He has um, a lot of books out um, on conversations that parents need to have with their sons. And I think he has some for mothers. I think he has some for uh, uh, it's it's his. I'll put his website up again. But his uh, John is that dude. Um, it's called Eight Conversations. But Freddie, man, I think you're you are so you're filled. You've dropped so much knowledge. Um, the question that I hear coming up in my spirit is. What do you tell fathers? Who want to be good fathers but they don't know how to yeah so when I um, when me and my wife were first uh, going to the you know you have those classes in your hospital sometimes that teach you the lamas how yeah they teach you how to like the breathing techniques and stuff like that Um, me and my wife we 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 have the case of the giggles all the time. Like it was a very, we almost got kicked out of the class. Let me say that. <laughs> I can I can see that. The, 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 the thing that that really stuck with me was a conversation we had with a nurse in the in the elevator, leaving, and she said, um, "You're gonna have a lot of people. You're gonna have a lot of voices telling you how to be um, a dad, how not to do this, or like you're you should be ashamed if you do that." Don't let, don't ever let your kids sleep in your bed. You know those type of things. Don't don't carry your baby too much, or else you'll 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 mess them up, right? They're gonna don't 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 carry your son too much because he might turn gay, like stuff like that, yeah. right? Like we hear these voices. Just to be real, like people say these type type of things. Yeah, they'll be um, soft or yeah. Don't be soft. Don't let your son. Don't let your sons hug you. Like. Okay. Well, yeah. Talk about that, Freddie. Talk about it, Freddie. Like, 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 like you, you hear those kind of things. Like, don't, don't, don't kiss, don't kiss your kids. Like, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna give them the wrong idea of what it means to be a man because men, they don't, they don't kiss. They only kiss their, they only kiss girls. Like, they only kiss their wife. Like, stuff like that. The advice she gave was, you're, you're the only parent they're ever gonna have, right? And we're always learning. I think it's very important that you don't be don't be so hard on yourself that you don't want to try. Don't be so hard on yourself that you have this defeatist mentality. Don't be so hard on yourself that you feel like I'm I'm horrible at this, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave. I'm not gonna be there. I'll let her handle it. Right? You're gonna you're the you're the only dad that this child's ever gonna know as a dad, right? Approach it. Approach it. I, I feel like we have a gut instinct sometimes. Go with your gut, but always educate yourself. Don't be too proud to like educate yourself. And I would encourage. I would encourage everybody here. Like I know that I know Rob's a, a believer. He's a Christian. I'm a Christian. We might be biased, but I think Jesus is the answer for for a lot of our life's problems. Find some. Find some Christian. Uh, uh, writers that will teach you some some practical things i think i think uh robert's doing a good job with his his books um there's a there's a there's a book called um 
um, Blue Like Jazz. I forgot the writer. Um, man, I wish I was a little more prepared with that. But there, there's there's writers, man. People are doing some genuine things that are about manhood and, and fatherhood. Educate yourself. Don't ever don't ever stop because uh, the worst thing would be to be like, this is who I am, and I'm bad at this. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just not gonna try. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I want us to pinpoint because I think one part is is very big that we should hit on before we get off of here. Um, I have men, you know, we we who have boys. You let we gotta we have to hit on this, Freddie, because okay. Um, I remember being told, and I don't know why I'm out to cry on this. I don't, I don't know, maybe because I love my boys so much. Um, a lot of men are jacked up because I'll say this. And I don't know why this is breaking me down. Um, I wish my father would have hugged me. I wished my father would have kissed me on the cheek. I wish my father would have let me sit on his lap. I wish my father would have embraced me and said, son, it's going to be all right. I love you. Because maybe I would not have spent the first majority of my life laying with people, having sex with people, sacrificing my body, giving my body up for people, with two people, and looks and hopes for love and affirmation. And this is real, y'all. This is very real. And this brings this is it brings me tears. I spent as a survivor of, and I talk about this often of sexual trauma. Oftentimes I was looking myself for a man to love me, to to say that you're okay, you're worth it, who wanted me. And I remember when I had my children, my boys, I had two boys first. People, I was afraid, man. I was afraid that they were going to turn out gay or they were going to turn out this or they were going to turn out whatever. I'm being straight honest. Um, and I remember people telling me, yo, you know, don't make them soft. Like, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't hug them too much. Don't kiss them too much. And Freddie, every night, regardless of where I'm at in the city, if I'm not traveling somewhere, I am home with my kids to make sure every night I kiss them, I hug them. They, I tuck them in. My five-year-old, yeah. I still tuck him in, and he waits for me. And my four-year-old, he says, they wait for me. And he's like, daddy, 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 you know, and they will call me regardless if mom did whatever. Yeah. I go in. And I, and my son will kiss me on my lips and just is like, and I, you know, I tried to go to the side. No, he wants to kiss daddy on the lips and I kiss him on the lips and I tuck him and I hug him. And he looks at me every night and says, daddy, I love you. There you go. And I tell him, and it's healing for me. Yeah. I just also think that a lot of men miss out because of fear fear and and I realize that but boys and men oftentimes are not fully developed emotionally because they have they were never given permission to be emotional beings and so now they get married and the only emotions they can show is anger and being horny that's it yeah. Um, and so then women get married to men who are emotionally unstable, underdeveloped, and go ahead, they Fred. To, they get married to, to boys. They get married to boys. Yo, y'all should be sharing. Listen, y'all should be sharing this part right here. This is some real stuff. This is legit. And what's interesting is I had to deal with that in my personal life. I wasn't emotionally prepared to be in any type of relationship. We dive into the deep end and then have sexual relations with people. You have a joint bank account, but you don't know how to talk through why you're angry about something. 
never sat you down and asked you, why are you angry at this? Why are you feeling like this? And you shared, you shared, you shared is the eight questions uh, link. What? Earlier. Well, he mentioned yeah. in the conversations with your son, you should ask questions and that's a powerful tool. And I think those are the things, you know, like that a good father will teach you by, 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 there you go. Those are the things that a good dad teaches by example. Okay. I'm not going to rush into, you know, I know why you're doing, you're doing this. I know what you're feeling. Okay. Why are you feeling like this? I need you to hear it sometimes, right? The child needs to hear why they're doing this. And I walked into marriage, not knowing that, uh, my wife isn't my mom. My mm-hmm. wife, my, 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 my wife, I had expectations. My wife has to cook for me. She has to clean my clothes. Uh, she needs to tell me what to do in my day. Like if I'm not working, okay, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Like I'm, I'm playing video games. You didn't, you didn't get the memo. I'm supposed to play video games all day. You didn't, you didn't know that I was a boy. My dad didn't teach me how to, how to, how to respect a, a wife in that way. You know what I mean? Like, he was a hardworking man. I don't, I don't want to take that away from my dad. My dad, I love him, man. He's still, he's still the hardest working man I know. But we're boys when we walk into these things sometimes. And it's because we're just emotionally not developed. We don't have the tools. We don't have the vocabulary to share. And fathers, teach your kids how to share their emotions, what they're feeling. That's powerful. That's powerful, man. Like, if you can teach your son how to, how to think through why they're feeling what they're feeling, even just to verbalize it, you're setting them up for success. Dude, and, I, and I'm going to just say the hood way for Freddie. Yo, your kids are not going to turn out gay. And even if they do, anyway, your kids are not going to turn out gay because you hug them too much. Your sons are not going to be soft because you kiss them. A true, you're a man, right? You need a hug every now and again. You, 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 you want a kiss. You want somebody's lap to lay in. You know, like this is, this is, this is. So don't, don't fall for that crap. Like I, the highlight of my day. Sometimes my kids heal me, man. I have walked in some days, and the world has, and I can't say it no other way, but the world has whooped my ass and I come in I come in and my daughter I can when I come in up the stairs I can hear my children waiting for me and as soon as I walk in daddy 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 and they hug me and kiss me and I'm emotionally available for them and they bring healing enjoy your children Nurture your children. That's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Say that again. Enjoy your children. Dude, enjoy them. It, it's, it's, I, you know, and I'm, I, I'm not going to front. Every day is not a bed of roses. You know, even roses have thorns on them. But when it's sweet, it's sweet. You feel me? Like it's life, man. It's, it's, it is life. life. It, you have these, 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 and these children that, are totally dependent on you and they need their father. I w- I'm going to say this to a brother out there who maybe doesn't have a relationship with their children because of whatever circumstances. Yo, try to be in your kid's life in whatever capacity you can. If it's not just okay to send a child support check, if you listen to this, you know, and you're in prison, write letters. You know, try if you are, you know, if the mom won't let you see the kids, send a pigeon, send a bird, you know, like send a roach, something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let your kid. Roaches are relentless, bro. <laughs> uh, but let them know that you love them and you care about them because it's needed. It's it is so needed. 
it is so needed, man. But we've been talking for about an hour now, dude. And then, Freddie, this is I could talk to you forever. What What is one thing I you, love you man. I love you too, Freddie? Look at that. See, <laughs> I love you too, Freddie, man. What 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 would be your departing words with the men or the uh, the, the guys that are on today? You keep asking me these questions. These are these are these are these are deep. Um, God made you for relationship. God made you to love. You are important and you are unique. And God has a purpose for your life. And if you're a dad, part of your purpose is to steward your children into their identity, into their 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 destiny. Leave a legacy for generations and generations that will that will that will be world changing you are a world changer whether you believe it or not you are a world changer walk in that identity not only are you a world changing a world changer but you are shaping world changers yeah there you go that's good you're shaping world changers and so don't think because you're not the richest dad or you have uh, the most money or the big house, man, do the best that you can on the level that you're on, man. If Do the best that you can on the level that you're on. And until God blesses you to do better. All right. Glory to glory, right? From glory to glory, man. Yo, Pastor Freddie, you have gained you. This is the most comments I've had in a while. And uh, the, the people, they love you, man. So we're going to have to definitely have you back on. Man, I appreciate your your uh, I appreciate you just being on the show. You definitely dropped some bombs, some things for us to think about. Man, everybody, you guys can follow Freddie. Um, he's on Facebook. You, I know you're a youth pastor, so you probably got to have some other platforms. Where, where oh, else can man. they find you? Uh, so I personally have a couple businesses I'm, I'm, uh, of my own, but I actually started a new uh, a new Instagram page. If y'all want to follow me, it's at uh, Freddie Boost. Spell, uh, play on my last name. Spell it for Freddie. me. F-R-E-D-D-Y-B-O-O-S-T. At Freddie Boost, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Freddie Bustamante. Just look it up. If you see any other Asian-looking dudes, that's not me. But at Freddie Boost, that's the easiest way to find me uh, on Instagram. I have a Twitter too. I don't really visit all that much, but if you want to send me a tweet, I'll respond to you. Uh, I have a website, uh, FreddieBustamante.com or FreddieBoost.com. There's nothing up there now. I literally just started it, um, but. I'm a very, I'm a creative dude. I love, I love having my hands in a bunch of different things, but this is the easiest way to find me. There you go. All right, cool. Well, Freddie, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. You dropped those bombs. I would have you on the show whenever. I, you are the first person I'm going to extend an open invitation to, man. <laughs> Freddie, you can come on whenever you want to. Um, and yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on, dude. Hey, Amen. I'm, 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 uh, I'm honored to be asked. I'm down for whatever, man. Like, let's do it. The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves.